Foresight Wrestling Podcast on the one and only 411 Podcast Network. We are back in the lab on a super Saturday. Hey, it is pretty super, isn't it? It is pretty super, except outside it's uh, super cold. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. All right, we're coming off the heels of the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble. I have to say that I was I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was going to be kind of disappointing, and I'm glad to say I was wrong. I think um, it was one of the better Rumbles of the past few years, especially the men's Rumble. I don't think so much about the women's rumble but as a whole on the event uh time well spent oh yeah i enjoyed it every minute of it man it was it was a good time all right so we're gonna do a quick a review of, of this down in the lab that <laughs> isn't there always <laughs> yeah actually <laughs> I, there really is there really quite is all right um we're gonna run through this obviously then we got some other stuff concerning john cena brock lesnar <laughs> edge you know the usual stuff like that but first let's kick it off with the kickoff oh boy I know that was also a Seamus pun, but anyways, uh, Seamus over Shorty G. Yeah, I kind of saw that one coming. I mean, they're building up Seamus to be, you know. The Celtic warrior. Yeah, another conquering something or other. Something or another. I'm wondering if right now he's being set up, assuming Reigns does defeat the Fiend for the title. I wonder if they're almost setting up a Reigns Seamus in the spring or summer, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something they're going to do. It's going to happen eventually. I know they feuded before, but, you know, that was four or five years ago. Um, They did have a rematch on SmackDown, and same result. So I'm guessing, you know, that kind of tells you where Shorty G is. Yeah, he's just, you know, (laughs) biding his time. Yeah, I mean, de- defeating Sheamus might be a tall task for him. but Oh, in- God. What? That was bad. <laughs> that was pretty bad. All that right. was horrible. Speaking of bad, Andrade. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We love Andrade, except uh, his little suspension, his little paid vacation he has right now. Well, unpaid. I don't even know. Shouldn't be taking things that you shouldn't be taking. <laughs> Well, anyways, I was going to say he defeated Humberto... Humberto Carrillo. There you go. I'm so glad you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Selena Vega was by his side. Nothing bad about that. Um, He's still United States champion. I think we expected that. But what do you think of him remaining champion through the suspension? I mean, not every... Buddy gets the same punishment applied to them, apparently. Are you saying there's some flair... Favorite? Oh, I I didn't say that. I'm not saying I ain't saying nothing. I don't want. You're not saying. I don't want suits showing up at the house <laughs> saying. Don't hey, they take already? That back. <laughs> um, you were just telling this off air, but uh, remember when we went to RAW before someone got suspended? Tell yeah. that story again. Oh, uh, well, we went to RAW back in was it, I think it was 08. It was on yeah. the road to WrestleMania, um, and they were having. All these different matches, and one of them was an intercontinental title of Jeff Hardy versus Chris Jericho, and uh, great match. And then Jeff Hardy lost, and I was I was a big Jeff Hardy fan at that point. And Chris Jericho broke a record of holding the most. Was it eight or nine at some point? Um, and then we find out later that Jeff Hardy was suspended, and that's why he. That's why unexpected dropped the title. And there was a lot of like hype behind him. Like we were all expecting him to have a really good showing at Money in the Bank. I think he was yes, scheduled I, to be. Yes, I think a lot of people thought he was going to win Money in the Bank that year. Obviously, he did not. But later in the year at Armageddon 2008, he yeah, did win the WWE title. Finally, did it for a month. 
For a month. I mean, hey, (laughs) his name's in the book. His name's in the book. He did get a few more runs and then had the CM Punk feud before leaving. Just like RVD's name is in the book. He was there (laughs) once. We love RVD. Yeah. Kind of. We do. Sort of. All right. So we actually started out the show. This is kind of where I usually start to pay attention a little bit more. But uh, Stone Cold had the opening. Yeah. I mean. Where did that come from? Well, that's just a way of saying, hey, you'll never be as over as this guy. (laughs) Follow that. (laughs) That's what they're saying. I thought it would have been cool if, uh, you know, all the uh, repeat winners kind of did something like that. All of a sudden, Hogan pops in, Shawn Michaels gives a few words. Hogan? What? You realize... I could could see Michaels. I mean, he's got the history. You realize um, Batista and Triple H and Cena also all um, repeat winners. But anyways, you realize Mania Weekend is going to be like all Hogan in Tampa. I know. NWO. I know it'll be it'll be stuff. I mean, so it'll be fine. You're tired of Hogan now. <laughs> uh, no, well, I've been tired of Hogan since the '80s. But for, I, uh, I accept it. I understand that he's a point. You know, he's a he, he serves legend? his purpose. He's yeah. a legend. He did a lot, so I put up with it. But I don't have to be excited about it. And if you believe the rumor, nope. Super Showdown in Saudi may have more Hogan. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess they, they like him. Him and Flair did the... I thought that was kind of it for them. It feels like each legend kind of gets their turn to get a payoff in yeah. Saudi. And, yeah, I don't know why Hogan would be back. I don't know. I feel him and Flair kind of used there's up there. There's a lot of money involved. <laughs> there is a lot of money. But speaking of money, Roman Reigns defeated King Corbin. Yep, that was nice. False count nice. anywhere. I thought it was cool in the baseball stadium. Yep, that was really cool. They had a lot of field to work with, and they used uh, quite a bit of it. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I liked how actually he got uh, the pin on top of on the, top of the dugout. Yeah, very cool there. And as we saw then later on in SmackDown last night, um, this feud feels pretty much over. Corbin finally got the dog food turned on him, and uh-huh. uh, you know Reigns I think can officially move on. I'm guessing next week or the week after he'll give a speech about kind of looking back on the uh, top prize, <laughs> the title. <laughs> and by the way, uh, Milwaukee. Has a live event at the end of March. Yeah, it does. And I think it's a Saturday. And one of the matches was Reigns versus King Corbin in a no holds barred match. Obviously, that's going to change. I doubt they'll still be having live event matches two months from now. But it's interesting that it says that because also it says Fiend versus The Miz. Like yeah, you clearly, get uh, get your host to get you <laughs> get you in as like a special reporter. Well, here's here's the kicker. This is where I'm going with this. It's a little off topic, but. That's the last weekend of March. It's like 28th, 29th, something like that. I can't really think of the day. It's a Saturday, so okay. it's right before Mania. Right. But just announced this week, mm-hmm. four days later, Uh-oh. AEW's in Milwaukee. Oh. I wonder if playing the markets against each oh, other or something, and there's also a Brewers game that afternoon. Oh. So AEW, if you want to make a whole day of it, you know, catch some baseball and... Go watch some wrestling. Go watch some wrestling. So up next, we had Charlotte Flair winning the Rumble. Yeah. I mean, (sighs) well, you know, uh, Bianca Belair had an awesome showing. That was really cool. Um, Eight eliminations. Yep. Record-breaking at the time. 
She did great. Uh, we started out, I'm not going to go through everyone here, but Alexa Bliss, Bianca Belair, Mighty Molly, Nikki Cross, Lana, Mercedes Martinez, which was cool for her finally. Yeah, right. I have to say, though, like every time Bianca Belair, I always come like, is she ready for this? And then she shows you that, yeah, she is. Yeah, she has to lose a takeover Portland and get called up already. Even Not even for her husband, Street Profits, but just... You know, it's been time. I thought even last year when she fell short, I think it was to Shayna. Right, yep. It kind of mm-hmm. felt like it. And then I forgot which match it was. It was like a fatal four-way where any of them could have been pinned, and yet she was the one pinned of all the people, which felt very weird. But uh, Liv Morgan came out, went right for Lana, obviously. Mandy Rose had her fun with Otis. Yeah, that was cool. That was uh, creative. <laughs> oh, by the way, I don't know if you caught this on SmackDown, but Otis was backstage with her all nervous. Uh, yeah, I did I did catch that a little bit. He asked her out. Yada, yada. He asked her out for next Friday. Yep, and she she's looked got at plans. Oh, it was heartbreaking. And then she's like. But not next week. But I'm free the following week. And then oh. all of a sudden Tucker kind of like, you know, that a boy, that a boy. And he's yeah. like, dad. Well, and, then tucky, he's, tucky. and then he stops. He goes, you didn't think of this, Otis. But two weeks from Friday, it's Valentine's Oh, snap. Oh. And it was great. So I love that. I'm sure that's going to be amazing. Good old Otis. Uh, I Can- like him. Candice LeRae was in again. Sonia Deville, yep, yep. Kyrie Zane, Mia Yim, Dana Brooke, Tamina. Not a whole lot going on here. Dakota- Tamina, though. That was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. Surprise. I know you're not a fan, but, I mean, <laughs> it was a surprise that she came out. Hey, I would almost take her over Nia Jackson. Oh, that's Lord. not much of a battle. You are a hater, man. Hey, if you want to defend Tamina, go right ahead. Dakota Kai, Chelsea Green, who lasted all of, what, 30 seconds? Yeah, well, she had to tell people to be quiet. Don't talk about it. Yeah, and then she lost on NXT also to Caden Carter. So I don't know what they're telling So what was that, number one free agent or something like that? Yeah, I don't know where they're going with this. I'm guessing a mean streak or maybe bringing in someone else to the Robert Stone brand. Or the hot mess is going to come out and she'll be like (laughs) the half and half thing again. Or she snaps or something and Zack Ryder gets dragged into it. I don't know. But anyways, 17, obviously our winner, Charlotte Flair. 18, the returning Naomi. That was cool. She also yeah, had a cool-looking yeah. entrance on SmackDown. Looks like she's going to feud with Bailey. They had a little thing for the title. Uh, Beth Phoenix. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, her hair turned red. Yeah, I was. Had, when did that happen? I kept saying, I'm like, she's always been a blonde. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? Well, not always, but I'm like, what's going on here? And then obviously, you know, you can slowly see it bleeding more and more. And then you can see it. Uh, there was a replay of it or something was shown, but I guess... Um, I think Bianca Belair had her in the corner and punched her, and Beth like oversold it and just went like flipped her hair back oh, and hit the and then hit the back post and then right away you can see this she does this a ref comes from the outside and yeah jumps I saw up. that I saw the ref jump up but I didn't know why yeah it was something like that oh. Tony Storm came out that totally was totally cool. like over flared her oh, yeah man. she did that, you know it's one thing to have like an injury because of like a botch move or whatever it is yeah. but to like be flipping your hair back and whack the post that's oh that yeah sucks. and she ended up staying in this match for it looks for like, quite a while it says 23 minutes um i would argue she was almost the mvp of the match i know she only had one elimination but she did a lot in there but 20 was tony storm 21 kelly kelly oh. i don't know why besides I am king not, loving her i am <laughs> not a fan of kelly she she was part of the 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 female era that i just i couldn't get behind all that screaming and yelling and some of the moves i, I just i didn't like that at all I'm not a fan 
Yeah, I always get a kick out of her music and coming out. I mean, she was in for two minutes, so no big deal. Mm. 22, Sarah Logan, you know, that was going well. <laughs> 23, everyone's favorite, Natalia. Yeah. 24. on Twitter. <laughs> 24, oh boy, I always butcher the name. Zialai. It's X-I-A. Oh, Zialai. There you go. Why can I never say it? Because you have a hard time with foreign languages. Oh, boy. I didn't say that. 25, Zelina Vega. Hey, there you yeah, go. There you go. I can that say was that. nice. Good. 26, Shotzi Blackheart. Again, nice surprise there. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And then on uh, NXT on Wednesday, she came out in a little mini kid's tank. Oh, so there you go. <laughs> right so on. DX, eat your heart out. Yep. 27, <laughs> Carmella. 28, oh. Tegan Knox. 29, Santina. Yeah, I was a little uh, dismayed at that because that was a spot that could have gone to, you know, somebody a little more. Yeah. Um, Nia Jax. <laughs> I don't know. Is she ready? No, but, I mean, doesn't wouldn't that be more appropriate than Santina? Yeah. Although I like how Santina did bring the Cobra out. That was nice. It was great. <laughs> and it was, then uh, was funny. Uh, Santina jumped over and said, <laughs> uh, bye. Yeah. That was pretty funny because was... Beth Phoenix uh, – Former lover, partner. Yeah, it, enter- it was entertaining. <laughs> I enjoyed. I enjoyed the little. I was thing. fine with it. I know everyone's gonna freak out about it and this and that. It's like relax. It was one minute. It was. I thought it was funny. I I always liked Santino or Santino. <laughs> and uh, number thirty immediately brought us back to business with Shayna Baszler. So that was oh, it right yeah. there. So she also had eight eliminations. So I texted you right when this match started. That it was. It was way too early. So right when it got on, I think it was second after Reigns. Yeah, it was second match. So right when that came on second, I was not expecting much. Obviously, Ronda Rousey's not going to come out second. Right, right. And, you know, I really didn't think much of it at the time, and that kind of put a damper on it. I know that's not entirely that's not entirely fair to Flair. To Flair. But, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I know. It wasn't entirely fair, but, you know, sometimes card placement kind of gives it away. And yeah. when it's second up, you're not going to get some huge shocker, return, mega, whatever. I mean, obviously, they're then saving that for the main event with the men. So right when it was it was just like, oh, my gosh, Charlotte is going to win this. And get ready to take a shot because... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. Holly had Charlotte winning. Did she really? I have to mention that. So there, I said it. Um, obviously, when Shana came out, I was like, yep, here we go. Yeah. And then it got down to those two, and I'm just like, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. And it did happen. It so did. what do you think, uh, Charlotte? I mean, she hasn't done it yet, so it's nice to get that first one out of the way. It's not. Hold on, hold on. First one. So there's going to be many more? You know it. <laughs> she's already, what, 10 times? Well, Ric Flair won it once. So. Yeah. Um, she's going to, you know, surpass him in every fashion so we got the first one on oh the way. are you saying divorces too well oh boy I mean, all right so we're on the way aren't we <laughs> 30 up got one um i i didn't entirely like charlotte flair winning i understand she was gonna win at some point yeah but this felt like i guess not now or never but this felt like Shayna had all the momentum she did pin uh charlotte flair during yeah. the build the survivor series she obviously got the survivor series big moment there and then this felt like not a call up officially because she's still kind of hanging around NXT, but it felt like like this was the time for her versus Charlotte, who, like you said, she'll have many years. Yeah. If they want to give her the accolade, she'll have plenty of years. Charlotte ain't going anywhere. She could win it next year, the year after. Nobody would really complain. But this kind of felt like Shayna to make a huge impact, walk in, challenge Becky, do whatever she's going to do. 
but I didn't think Charlotte needed to win here if they wanted to find another way. How about how about she would have lost here and then got frustrated, blah, blah, blah. And then she says next night on Raw, just randomly like, you know, laugh all you want, but I guarantee you, and then points at the WrestleMania sign. I will be competing for a championship at that. And then everyone kind of laughs. And then she can disappear for a week or two. And then how about after TakeOver Portland, Rhea Ripley celebrating, and then Charlotte attacks her and said, uh, I told you all oh. I would find my way to be a champion. And why not rip the heart of your precious NXT and bow down to the queen? Something like that. You know, and then Shayna could obviously have had the Rumble win and then whatever are they're you, doing. With... Are you got a camera in the writer's room? Or what are you doing here, man? You're <laughs> like building up a whole scenario here. No, but I'm saying Charlotte could have easily gotten to the rumored Rhea Ripley, Charlotte title match. Right, right. Yeah. And Baszler, like I said, this felt like her year. I don't know if next year Shayna's going to have the same momentum. Is she going to have the same unstoppable beast mode that she's had the past year in NXT? I don't know. Right. This felt like, you know, her calling up and give her the win and immediate, she's a star. If they bring her up to the main roster, then, you know, she's got a whole new slew of challengers to prove herself. Against. I mean, she has to. I know she's, what, like 40? I know she's definitely up there. But, again, Charlotte will have many years. I don't know if she needed this one. So that kind of did put a little damper on the match for me. Mm, but I'm, I'm fine with it. I mean, like I said, she does have the accolades, and she just needs to keep, you know, the resume going because – you never know when your last match is going to be. As we saw, you know, in that same evening, uh, we had a few people get injured. So That is true. You know? um, I think as long as, like, the matches come together for Mania, I mean, Shayna right. and whatever, I think as long as the matches come together, I guess it'll be fine. It's just kind of in the moment. It was just like, I don't know if Charlotte was the right choice. But anyways, following this, we had Bailey over Lacey Evans. I would say mild upset where I gave Lacey a pretty good shot here of actually winning. But again, once the match kind of started, the crowd was kind of deflated. It didn't really feel like it was going to be a big baby face moment. Yeah, I I didn't have. I mean, I've never really been impressed with Lacey Evans in the ring per se. I mean, she's got a few a few decent moves, but overall, it seems like there's a lot of like stiffness to it all. But uh, I thought it was a nice little heel win for Bailey. It was a nice little reinforcement of the got one over on you. Yeah, and still no Sasha. Still no idea what's going on with that. I guess she's injured or something. She's taking a nap. <laughs> she's taking a nap. It looks like Naomi maybe next she, for Bailey. Uh, she hung out with Snoop, and well, we just haven't seen her since. Oh boy. Well, yeah. I'm not giving Naomi much of a shot over Bailey, so that would get us through February and then possibly March. And then any ideas on <laughs> Bailey <laughs> for <laughs> Mania? Yeah, man. I mean, Sasha. Sasha. It's it's that that seems like the logical. You know, if she decides to show up. I wonder if... um, Or Beth Phoenix. How, why not? Why not? And she did last year. She tagged with Natalia. Natalia. Yeah, but, I mean... Well, I guess. I think the uh, the thing is, what's funny Shana. is... Ooh, Shana could... No, Shana's got Becky. <laughs> what's funny is everyone uh, probably assumes that Sasha's going to turn on Bailey, right? That's, that's the assumption? That's the assumption. And then go for the title. But here's my thing. What if Sasha has been teaching Bailey so much of the dark ways and how to be bad... That Bailey, Bailey snaps on, on Bailey snaps oh. on Sasha and says, "I don't need you. I've been just fine without you." Is that what they call a swerve? It's a little bit of a swerve, Ooh. but it's been you know months of this building up, and now watch Sasha's gone, and guess what happened at the Rumble? Bailey yeah. won. There it went. So now she can defeat Naomi, and then kind of look at Sasha and be like, "You know what? I don't I'm think so. I think I'm done with you. <laughs> I think I'm done with you." Boss time over. All right, so up next we have the Universal Championship. The Fiend. Yeah, what a match. 
for Daniel Bryan. Ouch, man. I don't I don't think I ever want to be whipped with a leather belt. <laughs> yeah, the strap match kind of got the better of Daniel Bryan's back there, I think. Yeah. And I don't know why it was initially made a strap match. Didn't make sense to me in the buildup, but uh, whatever the reason was. Because uh, one time he tried to escape. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we got to tie him up. I guess we need a gimmick. Because everybody needs to be tied to a monster. That's, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Um, so you're fine with the Fiend still, champ? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's going to hold on to that for a minute or two. Till Mania, we still thinking Reigns? I mean, that's the logical conclusion. He's the he's the guy, and, you know, the guy has to go after the title. The guy does have to go after the title, especially at Mania after coming back from leukemia and staying out of the title picture for the most part. And in case right. I don't remember this later on, Reigns can point to the fact that he was the last SmackDown star standing in the Rumble. That's true. Yeah, and then he can point at the WrestleMania sign, <laughs> which grants everybody a wish. Hey, I love the pointing at the sign. I don't know I why. I did it once. <laughs> yes, I love doing it. I don't care. Um, up next, we had Becky. She got her yeah, last death. Got that last one finally. She collected it over Asuka. I thought pretty clever finish there with the mist. She yeah, kind of caught her. Kinda mi- yep, that was very nice. Asuka mist. Did you notice the, in the buildup, like back videos and stuff like that, the replays they've CGI'd the mist just a little bit. You mean on her face or like in no, the no, the color? No, no, as as uh, when they were doing the contract signing. It wasn't as ooh oh, as yeah. sometimes it was, so they added a little CGI. I was like, why did you do that? We get the point. <laughs> a little special effect. Sometimes right. sometimes they go a little overboard, like, oh, we need to do this. And it's like, no, we get it. We're not <laughs> as dumb as you think I are. <laughs> right? You like that? That's pretty good. Um, I was fine with it. Obviously, Becky Lynch was going to retain. I don't think many gave Asuka much of a shot here. No, no, definitely Uh, not. 16-minute match. Becky goes over clean as can be. The next night on Raw, she pretty much said, you know, why did I doubt myself? I'm the man, blah, 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 blah. And I'm assuming now on the road to WrestleMania. I expected some some stuff to turn out of that, but apparently not. They're making us wait. Yeah, she she even joked if Charlotte picked her, it'd be part 367. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. We've, We've seen that enough. Thank you. And yes, I definitely agree. I don't think there's any way they do that. And uh, the other part about it. Unless they just want to like make everybody mad. (laughs) Which sometimes it, sometimes it seems that way. It does seem that way. But I was going to quick mention, I showed you this before. What do you think of Corey Graves? I don't know if there's much merit to this or not. He's got some tattoos. Uh, (laughs) It's a pretty silly haircut. Um, Don't we all? So he uh, (laughs) had mentioned if, uh, are we tiring of the man? Are we get? Are we done with the the Becky thing? It's been a year almost as champ of her and the cocky promos and the whatever held me down. I did this and that. Or is there still juice to this whole thing? I'm not tired of it, but I'm wondering what is she going to do now? So, you know, like I'm I'm kind of left wondering like, yeah, I'm with it and I want to see what you're doing, but who's left? You know? Yeah, the thing is um it seems like it's going to be Shayna. That's the the rumor. And then the other rumor is if uh Ronda does not come to some sort of return for Mania, it'll be right after. So I could see Becky almost beating Shayna, which would be kind of shocking, and then and, saying, uh, again, I've beaten everyone, and then yeah. the music hitting for the stare down after something, Mania. Something, something with a reputation. Something, something, <laughs> reputation. Something like that. But, I mean, I still think if they can get Ronda, you know, if they can work out some something for her to be back by Mania. 
You know, I mean, that, that'd be the big money ticket right there. Because the other word is, uh, I think, Undertaker, and who's the other one? I think it was Cena that they're still trying to figure out where to, where to toss them on the card mm. <laughs> if they're up for it in Tampa. Yeah, that's a good... That's true. But wow. anyways, the uh, the main event... Undertaker versus Cena? <sighs> we already saw that. I don't know. What I know. Would, like, what would Undertaker what would they, do? Exactly. And what would Cena do? Seth Rollins? He could say he's the man here now and hit the bricks, guys, and boom, and then there it is—the <laughs> Messiah versus the Fina. Oh wow! Something like that. Cena, I still have no idea, but yeah, yeah. he keeps saying, you know, he'll be there. It's Tampa. He says he's free. We just won't so. see him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have the Royal Rumble for the men's side. Yeah, how about that, huh? Uh, Brock versus the world for half of it. I was right for half of it. Yes, I uh, I love this Rumble. I. I kind of, in my 411 Mania column, Cheap plug. I broke it down into three parts. We'll go through each per- person here, but, you know, it was obviously the Brock part, the Edge return, and yeah. the Drew McIntyre crowning. So yeah. number one had Brock Lesnar, obviously. I love this. Number two, I mentioned this, Elias. Yeah. He, he had taken was... some shots at Brock <laughs> in the buildup during his little songs. Right. So that was not going to end well, and I like how his song was Sacrificial Lamb. Yep, yep, that was good. That was good. He knew... Oh my right gosh. where he knew his part. <laughs> that was the funniest thing ever. That was good. So number three, I have a funny story. Well, not really a funny story, but I noticed uh, Eric Rowan. Yeah. So he's been running through people on Raw. Yeah. He's been billed as a big monster. Right. And he comes face to face with Brock and it's thrown on eight seconds. Eight seconds. Done. Bye-bye. So this whole Rowan, whatever's in the cage, I don't even know. And yeah. He's the big man. And then here's Brock eight seconds later. See you, Rowan. See ya. Yeah. Um, up next, we had Robert Roode, John Morrison, and Kofi Kingston. I mean, so I think there was some people upset that John Morrison only lasted nine seconds. I, yeah, I was surprised that that was a quick one too. I mean, I thought he'd have a little bit more, but I thought he might have a moment. But at the same time, I mentioned this before. But do you remember what show he returned on? Uh, SmackDown. It was not SmackDown. It was The Bump. Yes, the internet show. He appeared on The Bump. That it was doesn't his, count. That was his, yeah, you're right. It doesn't count. <laughs> that was his big return. And then SmackDown, it was a 10-second backstage segment. Right. And now he's teaming with The Miz. So I know people are thinking Morrison's going to be this whatever, but he's kind of placed where, I mean, they're telling us where he's placed. So maybe lower expectations a little bit on this guy. They're kind of showing us. Like this is who this is who he's gonna be. So harsh, man. I know it's harsh, but anyway, speaking of harsh, Kofi Kingston. Yeah. So he lasted five minutes because up next was Mysterio and Better Biggie. Better than eight seconds. <laughs> yes, definitely. So it, this was kind of cool. I like this. Mysterio was next, and then Biggie. Yeah. And Biggie kind of finally, after somebody was like, "Hey, why don't we team up and get this guy?" Right, right, right. Like the first four or five guys was nothing, and then here's Biggie. Like, um, hello, let's get him. So then he did the, uh, what was it called, uh, the Whisper in the Wind? No, it was the uh, Poetry in Motion, the Hardys used to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where he gets on all fours, and then Brock jumps off his, yep, which I thought yep. was great, and then literally just tosses him over, and F5's Kofi out of there. And then and it was then just like, was oh. That. And it was like, oh, okay. I thought for a second, oh, could Kofi get his revenge here? Maybe. Yeah, little- there was a little bit of that going on, but. And then I kind of figured, yeah, probably not. <laughs> I liked where this gave us a hope spot because, you know, Brock tossing guys out in 10 seconds, you couldn't do that for all of them, so they had to do a little something here to break it up. Right. And they did, so I thought that was great. Cesaro, 18 seconds. See ya. Nice try. 
Shelton Benjamin lasted 30. That was that was adorable. <laughs> that little uh That was nice. The nice little reunion. That was cool. That was very cool. So Intercontinental Champion, well, former Intercontinental Champion Nakamura oh. was next. Yep. And he lasted 20 seconds. I mean, <laughs> didn't now I I seem to recall, didn't they face off once in New Japan? They did have a match. I think I that's where so. Brock won the title. Yeah, from yeah. Nakamura during that whole thing. How about that, huh? A little but, full circle there. A little full circle, and I don't. Nobody even remembered or noticed it. Yeah. Well, so number twelve, uh, MVP. Yeah. This was a very cool surprise. Um, the backstory pretty much is Mysterio kind of set this up for him. But where was where was the inflatable tunnel, man? <laughs> I think that they were setting that up in between. That may have given away the surprise. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was kind of cool. Obviously, it was for his son to be there. I don't know if you saw oh, any yeah. of this. Yep, I read a little. And then uh, Mysterio helped them out. They've been buddies forever. And then the next night, they had their match on Raw. And then MVP made a post afterwards. I think on Instagram saying that was his final uh, WWE match. Aww. But he may transition into the producer side. So I wonder if he's about to get hired or something. But kind of cool. Mysterio could set this up. And then those two could have a match the next night. Yeah, good for them. So very cool. He lasted 24 seconds, but whatever. It's more about the surprise entrance than anything. Baller. Number 13, your favorite, Keith Lee. Keith Lee. I like that. The uh, the little stare down with, I love how Brock reacted. Like, yep. oh, that was a big boy. I think he, at first he said, that's a big boy. Yep. And then when he got in, um, he said, he looked at Brock and pointed and he said, who is this mother effer? Yeah, yep, yep. He looked at Heyman, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, he didn't know what was going on, but I thought that was cool. <laughs> Finally, we had someone his size, you know, kind of yeah. match up with them. I think we were kind of waiting for that. And that gave, you know, gave him a little bit of a fight, too. Get, let the clock tick down a little bit. He lasted over three and a half minutes because number 14 was Braun Strowman. Ooh. So he had finally kind of met his match here a little bit, which was kind of cool. It was about one-third of the way through the Rumble. He had right. obviously tossed over however many guys. Nice progression. Yeah, so it was very cool, and get ready to take a shot because— oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Holly does not like Brock Lesnar. Yeah. She was watching. She uh, got off work around, I think, the women's rumble. She came in at some point during this, but she was tired of the eliminations from Brock. She was yeah. kind of over it. And then uh, Keith Lee came out, and she kind of perked up a little bit, like, <laughs> oh, okay. Keith Lee. And then Braun came out. She literally, I wrote this in my 411mania.com column, so feel yeah. free to check that out. I give a little bit more details on uh, all this, but... She literally stands up from the couch, starts slapping her hip, and is like, now we got something. Now we got something. <laughs> and then she was loving it. She thought Braun and Keith Lee. And then, of course, right when they turned on each other, it was like, no, yeah, go for right. Brock. Go right. for Brock. And then Ricochet came out at number 15. And then she's like, well, so much for that. <laughs> and I'm like, well, hold on, hold on. They had the low blow spot on Ross. So they had to have been setting up something. Right. Right. We had talked about yeah, that. Something yeah. was coming here. And sure enough, number 16. Uh-oh. You know who it is? Yeah, I bet it is. I texted you a horse, didn't I? <laughs> well, <sighs> it, it was Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Drew McIntyre came out, and this was great. I love the way this was done. Ricochet obviously then low-blowed uh, Brock as Drew and Brock had their stare down, which right away should have told everyone what was coming. Right. And then Claymore over the top, crowd went nuts. I've never been more happy to be wrong. <laughs> I do believe that's probably the moment where the loudest yell erupted from the lab at that moment. <laughs> was it? Not uh, Edge? Yeah. No, no. Um, because I was very happy to see Brock. Like I said, I'm not a fan. So 
I was really glad to be wrong about this foregone conclusion, and I was really <laughs> glad that Heyman has been handed his first uh, spoiler spoiler fail. Yes, which I tried, uh-huh. to, tried to tell you last week my spoiler instead of his spoiler, but anyways. Yeah, what's your track record, though? <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. Better than his Rumble spoiler. But anyways, uh, I got two points on this one. Number one, um, I would have almost just rather had Brock throw out one more guy before doing this. Like, did we really need Carl Anderson, Carl Anderson to enter? Did we need Luke Gallows? Did we need some of these guys to come in? One more guy getting thrown over wouldn't have been a big deal. Even the yes. Miz, Dolph, I mean, no. I know he took the spear, but, I mean, anyone could have done that. I'm not sure. Brock tied the record for eliminations. There's, there's a mountain, and he need, he's not there yet. Now, he tied <laughs> he tied Braun, but Braun was in the 50-man rumble. So, so does that count? So 30-man, he beat Reigns' record. I don't know if you count it, whatever. It doesn't matter. I thought he could have just thrown one more and had the record, and then here comes Drew and, you know, kicks him over. I thought it would have been great. And the other oh. point I mentioned also in my column was um, Ricochet and Brock. I'm not sure they're ever going to match up again. Right. It'd be cool if they did. I can imagine some of the stuff they could do. That'd be interesting. But if you want to get technical about it, I wrote about this. Ricochet got one over Brock. He did. He got one over. Usually, nine times out of ten, Brock stands over some bum and F5s him, and that's the end of it. Yeah. Ricochet got one over on him because he got laid out on Raw. Six days later, got his revenge. Yeah. And I don't know if Brock's ever now going to get back on him. So Ricochet can always have one up over the beast. (laughs) How does it feel, Brock fan? Yeah. Uh, Your your boy's down one. He's down one. (laughs) Well, until 24 hours later. But anyway, 17 was The Miz. Again, not a whole lot going on, 30 seconds. Not awesome. sure why that was needed. Um, AJ Styles at 18. So um, we'll get to Edge coming out, obviously, but AJ is now hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, AJ went down shoulder separation. So if you believe the rumor out there, he wanted to make, like, a huge moment for Edge. Oh, really? So he wanted to, like, flip over with the spear and create some big moment. Okay. Of course, when he went and did that, he completely wrecked his shoulder when yeah. he flipped over. So maybe AJ, maybe take it down a notch. I think he's however old and doesn't need to be flipping over on spears and doing all this stuff. I think he's pretty well set for life and making the money. Yeah. But he wanted to go the extra mile. I guess you got to respect that. And he's trying to do it for Edge. Do so. it for Edge, man. Do it for Edge is our new phrase. So number 19 was Dolph Ziggler. He actually had a pretty good run here, 12 minutes. Um, not entirely memorable unless you count the spear that was missed by production. But anyways, number 20 was Carl Anderson. Again, I'm not sure why we needed this here, but I guess to team up with AJ and Luke Gallows. But number 21, all right, here's what everyone's waiting for. Edge. Yes. Edge yes. came out. It, it was true. The rumors were true. The rumors were true. How about that? All this, I'm not, still haven't, won't. Yeah. You know, all that. Yeah. yeah. Nicely, nicely done. There was too much smoke to the fire. Yeah. Too much going on. He had been showing up at wherever, and, I mean, Beth was there, but I guess that didn't mean too much. Right. She's NXT. But too much there for Edge to for all these reports to be wrong. I mean, if there was, like, one source or one thing, then, okay, you can get it. But it was coming from too many different directions, and it was just very cool. I thought if he was coming out, he was going to win. You actually had said, well, Edge and CM Punk, yeah. that if they were going to come out, they didn't necessarily have to win. Yeah, I didn't I didn't foresee, like, you know, any of the big returns winning. I actually foresaw, like, you know, somebody... 
top of the card that has been working all year, you know, that type of thing. I thought they were going to go for it. Yeah, and looking back in hindsight, um, yeah, I think Edge kind of would know that. He's kind of somebody that would be like, no, I don't need to win. I'm Edge. Right. <laughs> I don't I need mean, the title. I the don't return need... isn't diminished by him not winning the Rumble. It, you know, it's... yeah. He had a great showing. He did awesome, and it was awesome to see him. Over 20 um, minutes. I mean... Final three, yep. I had wondered if he had had that final surgery, because I remember shortly after he retired, they came out with that DVD, and I bought it. And he was like, yeah, I haven't had the surgery yet, but it doesn't hurt right now, you know? And yeah. it only hurts if I sit for too long. So I was like, did he ever get it done? Well, apparently he did. Yeah, and you can even go back, I think it was late last year or sometime, Edge and Christian announced that their podcast was going on an indefinite, you know, leave. And oh, yeah. Christian obviously did the backstage gig. Right, right. And then you could wonder, oh, that's why. But then it was like, well, wait a minute, couldn't Edge have his weekly own? No, it's like, nope, he's got other stuff on his mind. Yeah, he's trained him. So number 22, we kind of come back down to earth here with King Corbin. Yeah, that <laughs> Nothing there, okay. Wasn't, nope, again. No, I'm surprised he was even in it. I don't think he needed to be after losing to Reigns. Right. Again, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, sure. I understand his purpose. He plays his character quite well. He's a great guy that you love to hate. But, yeah, I'm. if he's not on TV, I don't miss him. So before we get too far ahead, I know Matt Riddle's next, and he lasted 40 seconds. Bro. But uh, what did you make? Did you even notice? I know the big thing was they missed this first spear. The, oh, and the production, yeah. They showed the fans going nuts, and then you came in, and the spear was over. And yeah, then they released on YouTube the unseen footage and right. different angles and stuff. They're getting so. a little too crazy with this showing the crowd reaction. Show the action. We want to see what's going on. <laughs> you know that ring out there? like You know, <laughs> yeah, where all the stuff is happening. We don't care how people are reacting to the stuff that is happening. We can look at that on YouTube. <laughs> that is true, which actually I did. I love the reaction videos to um, guys returning. I don't yeah. check them out a lot, but Edge returning, I did go and checked out some reactions. Of course, people just freaking out and oh, screaming yeah. and yeah. different bars and pubs and stuff, especially the rumble ending, people going nuts. But um, I tweeted about this a little bit. Um, I get it. I noticed right away, too. I mean, you kind of are going to notice when you miss a spear like that. Right. But... Um, I don't know. I do like when they show the fan reactions. Yeah, well. Not in the middle of the action. Yeah, I mean, you got to time. It's it's all right to see some of that, but you got to time it out. Like when there's a big return and he's doing something right <laughs> off the bat. I think it was Dolph who tweeted like, you know, next time two guys are running towards each other after a huge return, maybe not shoot away from the ring. Right. Like, come on. Like here come two guys coming at each other. Oh, let's look over there. Somebody got fired, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> I, I doubt it, but um, I mean, I mentioned the uh, the Undertaker when he lost the streak, the shock faces, yeah. like right. that made the moment. That was, yeah, that definitely made the moment, but there was nothing else happening. Right, but the match was over. Match was done. They were just laying there. So I'm fine uh, with the shots and stuff, but yeah, you, you can't turn away at that point. So do it right. So whatever they added it to YouTube. I know in the moment it sucked, but I I think we'll all survive. It didn't take away from the moment one bit. The emotion the edge looking like completely deer in the heads like when he yeah. came through the smoke and was yeah. just like this is the greatest moment of my life yeah i think uh, you have to wonder he's like coming out here like is anybody gonna remember me and then yeah yeah we remember you buddy oh yeah we remember you um i did my usual thing i do when a big moment happened i just cranked the tv volume oh yeah <laughs> i was gonna say did you throw something i did not throw anything but um yeah, King Corbin came out next, then Matt Riddle, who uh, he was Ooh. mine. I know you had Keith Lee. I had Matt Riddle coming out. 
Um, if anyone else from NXT was Velveteen Dream. Now, here's where it's interesting. He did not come out. I still don't know if he's cleared or what he even has. Yeah. But um, this week on NXT, they had is very weird. Uh, this might be for Velveteen Dream. I'm not sure yet. I'm thinking of asking somebody what's up with this. But anyways, it was like Circle Flames or something, and then it had uh, two five twenty and like crisscrossed or like weird, and then at the end of it. They all came together, and it came two, five, twenty, and obviously, if you do the math, that's next Wednesday. So it was like a little vignette teasing somebody for next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, like, who has the circle flames? I was thinking his glasses, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, I don't but know. I don't know if you have any ideas on who that could be. But it was just a very weird. They only aired it once, and it wasn't like weeks. They've aired yeah. it one, and then right. it's next week. So well, something's going on next week. Something that hopefully something better be good. Heavy. Something's going on. All right, 24 was Luke Gallows. Again, not sure why he was out there. 25, Randy Orton. Yeah. He had his little rated RKO moment with Edge. Which that was pretty cool. I thought it was very cool. Orton was not somebody who was obviously going to win, but, you know, well-respected veteran, and everyone knows him, so right. he can go out there. Number 26, Roman Reigns, obviously. Yep. Final two. Big dog. 20. The only what they say that was uh, the only spot in the upper in the upper five or whatever that has not produced a winner. Oh, number twenty six. I am not good with my numbers and all that, so actually that is interesting. And actually, the final uh, six out of seven guys were from Raw. Yeah, Reigns was the uh, last SmackDown guy. Twenty seven was Kevin Owens. Twenty eight, Alistair Black. Yeah. 29, Samoa Joe, 30, Seth Rollins. So quick note on all four of those guys. It almost felt like they kind of threw them all in at the end. Yeah, I noticed that. Like the big, excuse me, uh, the big raw feud. Yeah, it just felt like a big block of guys. Yeah. They just kind of threw them in there. And I guess if there is one minor disappointment of the Rumble is, I know Rollins kind of went on a tear at the end. They're eliminating guys with AOP and Buddy Murphy. But it did just kind of feel like, oh, yeah, we got these four guys. Let's put them all in there and these are four that i honestly would have liked to have seen a little bit more i guess rollins had his little run at the end and then everyone teamed up to get rid of him right. samoa joe i mean he lasted four minutes didn't really do much alistair black lasted five minutes i would like to see him kick a few heads off he didn't even get an elimination and ko yeah not sure what he's doing but he did pretty good but again not a whole lot there and it just felt like here they all are and then rollins took care of them all right right so not a Until whole lot going on and then we get to the end so it was orton yep Edge, yeah, and then obviously uh, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. So Edge turned on Orton. I'm not sure he uh, if he would do the same after what happened Monday night. <laughs> yeah, well, I but mean, maybe I, that's that's why. Uh, but I thought it was cool because Orton was stalking him with the RKO, and Edge was pretty much like, "No, you're gonna get me, so I'm getting right, you first. Right, right. So he threw him over. Crowd seemed to enjoy it, obviously, and then final three. Um, Edge, which was a nice throwback to the year he won in 2010, um, he did the elimination where Shawn Michaels, I don't know if you remember this, when Shawn had to win to face Undertaker, yeah, where he's like, I'm oh, going to do everything yeah. I can to win and yeah. then challenge him and all that. But he did the thing on the ropes, and then as he was falling back, he like was reaching out with his hands and then fell over, and it was just this devastating thing with his fingers just off the ropes. Yeah, And then that got us to Roman Reigns and... Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. So at this moment, what were you thinking? <laughs> um, at this moment, I was uh, I was still torn. That I, I still thought Roman Reigns might have had it because I had you know heard the rumors of Fiend and Roman. Yes. 
So I thought I might have had it, but I also could see it going the other way too. And I wouldn't. And honestly, at at that point in the show, I would not have been disappointed with either one. I was having a great time by this point, seeing all the the cool little comebacks and surprises and all that. And yeah, there was the big debate of if um, if Drew should have got both moments because once he eliminated Brock, that feud is set for Mania. Right. You could have just yeah, done that. That's true. And then Reigns could have won the Rumble to get Fiend, but. They ended up double dipping on Drew McIntyre, giving him the Brock moment, and then just going ahead and just giving him the win also. So he eliminated Roman Reigns, which I thought was a great moment because Reigns was setting him up to eliminate him. He turns around, Claymore out of nowhere, throws him over, crowd goes nuts, and sign point all over again. All the way. Yep, there it is. So Now he's got that on his resume. Now he's got that. And the next night he came out, he's like, I'm not wasting time. He's like, I want Brock. Brock. And as much as we all love Brock here, I'm not sure he, uh, I don't know, I could have done without Brock uh, standing tall there at at the Raw opening. Yeah. I think Drew probably should have had that moment, and then I know Brock was scheduled to be there, so he had to have done something, but I could have just dealt with Brock coming out later and throwing chairs and destroying a few guys, you know, in a fit of rage. But, um, yeah, not sure, uh, because Drew McIntyre defeated, uh, who was it, Gallows and Anderson? Yeah. Pretty yeah. pretty easily. And then, yeah, then Brock just kind of came out after him. Destroyed him. And he's just like, ah, come on. Drew should have had well, that moment. Stand I tall. Mean, he's the Rumble winner. Give him a night. <laughs> oh, are you getting sick of Brock Lesnar? You of no, people? No, no. Uh-huh. I just said Brock no, should have came no. out later and destroyed him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, overall, what did you think of the men's Rumble? I thought overall it was good. Um, like I said, it started off exactly how I thought it would, just Brock versus the world. But then I was excited once the, the the action started to pick up halfway through it was it was good it's nice to see keith lee he had a good showing you know bask in his glory bask in his glory north american champion very cool that keith lee got his moment matt riddle got his moment obviously the edge returned drew mcintyre won um get ready to take a shot because oh, oh. <laughs> when it came down to- well first of all when drew eliminated brock obviously we were going nuts and stuff and then when they had their showdown, their little stare down right away, I looked at Holly and I said, get ready for April because that's the match. <laughs> yeah, right there. And then when it came down to Drew and uh, Roman, obviously <laughs> I slowly turned the volume yeah, up. Yeah. I'm like, get ready. Here we go. And then, uh, yeah, she didn't like me standing up in front of the TV, magically pointing at the invisible sign yeah. in, my, <laughs> yeah. in my living room. And she's just like, I hate when you're right. <laughs> she goes, you know I hate that. Yeah. Gave her a kiss. I'm like, it's just the stud. Oh, <laughs> we had gotten, let's see, 46 minutes. You knew 46. I was saving it. Yep, I know. 46 minutes you held on. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I held on. Well, anyways, um, I think I texted you this. Um, I had gotten some little thing earlier that uh, Charlotte and Drew were going to win. Oh, yeah. I texted you that. Yeah, right? I remember that. Yeah. And I didn't believe it. I even said that. I said, I was just like, there's no way. Because, first of all, Charlotte, I mean, Drew, I could see, but Charlotte, I was just like, no, no. And then, right when Charlotte won, yeah, that's when it was like, oh, crap. Yeah. It's going right. to be Charlotte and Drew McIntyre. And Drew McIntyre. I and mean, I would not have seen those two, maybe one or the other, because we obviously talked about that. And if Brock needed a new opponent, yeah. Drew kind of fits the bill there. But I'm kind of excited for it. It's going to be cool to see. It is kind of cool, but last week you said that's not money to you, and you don't see that matchup. Yeah, but then I saw him in the Rumble. 
He did it. He did look like a beast. He stepped right up to him. He's got the yeah. size. He's from Tampa. Well, right. he's not from there, but he lives yeah, there. Right. So friends and family, this is going to be Drew's moment. Obviously, I can't imagine him losing. Do I want to jinx it? I don't know. That, I, that <laughs> again, like I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. Like, so you ask me going to Tampa for mania? We'll see about that now. <laughs> yeah. No. We'll see. It's your boy. We, we'll see. Hey, boys. We'll see about yeah. that. Hey, I can't lose either way. So overall, um, Rumble event, thumbs up. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed it more than the past few rumbles. Obviously, the ending helps, but it was just so well done, and obviously the edge return obviously helps. I think the Brock performance, which we'll get to in a second, but the Brock performance was awesome. I know it may have got a little repetitive, but obviously it was building up to that moment. Right, exactly. And then, of course, the ending with Roman Reigns and all that with Drew McIntyre. But we go to 24 hours later. Yeah. The big moment with Edge coming out, he talked about it. Like, why am I here? Like, how is this possible? Right, All this right. stuff. Comes out with Orton, and then he teases. You know, as soon as Randy walked out, I was like, <laughs> th- I was like, there's mania right there. Yeah, and uh, for the record, we, we haven't done this. I hope to do this later, but um, Holly did not see any of Raw. I doubt she cared too much. But I wanted to show her this ending, okay? Because you could harsh, hear- man. You could hear the screams in the crowd. There was a report people were crying in the front row. <sighs> and I want to see Holly's reaction of the casual fan because I have a feeling she's either going to freak out or I don't know. But I wanted to show her this in the past week. It hasn't come up yet. So I'm hoping to tonight. I want to get her reaction. Yeah. To this. <laughs> Film it and put it up. On <laughs> I don't think she'd want me filming it, but... Um, I want to show her this because this was very well done. I had expected Rated RKO to maybe team up, you know, through February, March. Yeah. Something easy, tag titles with Rollins and Buddy Murphy. I mean, that'd be cool. Could have done that. And then right as he announced it and the crowd was chanting, yes, the RKO out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, what was that? It was Randy Orton being the Viper. He was being the Viper. And it was just like, well, there goes that. And then um, obviously we would assume to set up a Mania match. And when he went up to the top rope with the chair around the neck, yeah, the screams began even more, and then he yeah, kind of stepped down. I was, oh, my God. I was just hoping that it wasn't going to go bad. Like, no, and then if you uh, noticed, he actually lined up in the corner for his old-school punt. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like, don't you dare. And then he does Edge's own, the one-man concerto. Concerto, yep. I mean, at least that's safe. You know. Yeah, I loved how um, I loved Edge with the... I always love the the twitching. I thought right? I always think that just does such a great job yeah. in these moments instead of just laying there or ooing and eyeing. And if you follow Edge's story, you know that one of the big symptoms that he noticed when something was wrong was he would get tingling. Oh yeah. Down. Oh yeah. So like when his arms start shaking, if you follow his story, it's like, "Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> We're back." Yeah, so I'm assuming this kind of puts him out, I mean, I guess February through I, the... You know what I, I foresee? Randy's going to go on and do something at the next pay-per-view. He's going to win it, and then here comes Edge, and they're going to set up for Mania. Yeah, February is a super showdown in uh, Saudi. Saudi Arabia. And I don't think Edge will be there for that, I suppose. He could be, but I think, uh, yeah, this will put him out for a while. Orton can come out each week and taunt them for a while. And, yeah. oh, how's Edge doing? How's Edge doing? <laughs> and then the music can hit in February or March, and that kind of sets it up right there. So right. I thought that was very well done. I thought it was great. And like I said, I want to get Holly's reaction because she's kind of the, 
ideal person that I would want to <laughs> see react to all She's this. your litmus test. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. But I think the crowd was the test right there yeah. with the screaming oh, yeah. and just freaking out over it because it was just so well done. So right. uh, we kind of got a double final topic here. Um, not quite I sure. I don't multitask very well. <laughs> I can't single task very well. So John Cena gave an interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, was not at the Rumble. Didn't think he would be, but no. going to be at Mania. Right. Um, he gave an interview here but with Sports. But you won't see him. You won't be able to see him. But he gave an interview here with the Sports Illustrated. So yeah. uh, he did the usual yapping about whatever. And let's just get to the quote everyone's going to talk about. So he says, I can say with the utmost sincerity that I believe Brock Lesnar is the best in-ring performer that I've seen. And I know it's an opinion. And if you want a cool quote, here it is. I Ooh. think here's the I think he's the best in-ring performer of all time. Boo. And then he says, I thought his performance in the Rona was a clinic on how to establish yourself, how to establish those around you, establish the championship, establish the importance of one event. And he did so in less than 30 minutes, and he keeps going on from there. I think Cena's got a little bit of a crush. He says, I certainly don't have the skill set to do that, and it was awesome to be able to see a master class man put on a clinic, blah, 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 blah. So... I know you're the Brock Lesnar fan. So for Cena to say... Do you know me? <laughs> uh, you know... <sighs> from Cena saying this. Now, obviously, I know he's out of the game, so he can kind of say this stuff. I right. wonder if he's in there, if he'll be saying well, it. Well, and, you know, he's... He's coming from... He's a performer. He knows what it takes to do all that stuff. So he's got a background and a knowledge that I can only guess at. As as a As a... Fan, I'm I'm just sick of the guy. So he's not gonna rate up there with me. Like I I never been impressed with his skill set. It's always the same thing. Just like Cena was always the same thing. The five moves of Doom, you know. But then so you know, Cena knows what it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, takes one to know one, I guess. Now, right. you know, if we want to segue into John Moxley's. Yes. Comments. Yes. I mean, now, you, now here we're looking at Chris Jericho, who has consistently put on classic after classic after classic, has plenty of accolades. Is one of the only people to say that he beat Austin and Rock in the same night. There's only one first, and when WCW and WWF came together, the first undisputed champion is Chris Jericho. The first AEW world champion is Chris Jericho. Do you want me to read the quote? No. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So he's kind of right in some of this, but obviously I disagree about the Jericho part. So he starts here, which I agree with. To me, you can't ever pick out a greatest of all time in wrestling. It's just too long of a discussion. There's too many people on the list. But for me, for my money, Chris Jericho is really making a case for being the greatest of all time. He's done it in the 90s, the 2000s, and the last two decades. He's doing it again. And then he talks about obviously doing it with AEW. And he says, so let's call Chris Jericho the greatest of all time, and it's not every day you have to wake up and beat the greatest of all time. That's a tall task, but I look at this guy, and I just know in my heart this guy's not going to pin me, he's not going to submit me, and he's not going to knock me out. So he's fixed in there at the end. Obviously, he's building the match. Yeah. February 29th, Revolution for AEW, Chicago. Chicago. Um, I don't know. I See, here's the thing. In the Mount Rushmore, we've talked about this before, the Mount Rushmore, yeah. I have John Cena on it. 
Right. So obviously top four. I do not have Brock Lesnar on it. But if Cena, somebody on the, <laughs> I also don't have Drew McIntyre, but maybe That's after Mania. Yeah. So he um he is on the Mount Rushmore to me, John Cena. Okay. But he's saying Brock Lesnar is the greatest in ring performer of all time. Right. But now here we have John Moxley saying that Chris Jericho could possibly be the greatest wrestler of all time, talking about the longevity. So I don't have Brock on the Mount Rushmore, but I have Cena, and I certainly don't have Jericho. But where would you have Jericho? Would he be on your Mount Rushmore? Because if we're talking greatest, this is where the problem is. Because I mentioned this off air. I'll ramble for a little second here, but this is where the problem is. See, you just defended him saying that. But... We have Hogan. We have Macho Man. We right. have Stone Cold. We have Rock. Right. We have Ric Flair. We have Shawn Michaels. We have Undertaker. We have, I think I already said him, but The Rock. We have John Cena. We have, I know you don't like him, but Brock Lesnar. We have Randy Orton. I mean, Mick Foley, Triple H, Kane, Big Show, Batista. <laughs> but Jericho? We don't, have, we don't have enough mountains to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how no, many mountain okay. rushmores we got here? Now, there's, there's a difference, though, between being the greatest at, at what you do and making that kind of a difference that only a Hogan or a Cena or a Stone Cold has made. Like, not only were they... Because if you look at it, you know, when you put them up in the in the, the Mount Rushmore, their title and their accolades may not be as numerous as some of the others, like Ric Flair being a 16-time da-da-da-da. But it's what they did with the time that they had. So... Chris Jericho may very well be the greatest wrestler of all time, but would you put him on the Mount Rushmore? Well, he didn't do a Hogan thing. He didn't do a Stone Cold thing. He didn't rescue a company. He's, I mean, he's currently, like, making a company legitimate, but, you know, it's not having the same kind of impact as bringing it back from the dead. You know, and John Cena doing what he did in that whole uh, 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 ruthless aggression era, you know, that whole thing. So taking away, let's take away the uh, financial aspect, because that's where obviously Cena, Hogan, Stone Cold are going to get the leg up. That was a Hogan. But anyways, so so let's eliminate that. So let's just talk in ring. Is he on your Mount Rushmore then? Because then we're talking AJ Styles. We're talking Daniel Bryan. Bret Hart. We're talking Shawn Michaels. you could even go all the way back with, you know, Buddy Rogers. and Right. So then you're really stretching. You got Ric yeah. Flair, then you could throw in it, there. This is where my brain explodes, and I stop <laughs> contemplating it. Because, there, are, like you said, there are too many. You can't really make a Mount Rushmore of the greatest wrestlers. But, like you said, I mean, in the conversation, absolutely. He's definitely in the conversation. I think he's in the conversation for the second tier <laughs> because yeah. he's not going to be up there with the Hogans and the Stone Colds right. and the Macho Mans but and the Ric Flairs talking, and the Stone Colds and the Rocks and the Right, Cenas. but we're talking the strictly taking away the financials, like you said, and just in-ring. He's definitely in that conversation. Yeah, I think he's in the conversation on that aspect. I think um, a big part for him, and this is where I do give him a point for, is um, longevity. Yeah. So obviously everyone yaps up the rock and Stone Cold, but those guys those guys only had what, ninety six through two thousand, two thousand one. Right. And then Stone Cold walked out for six months, came back for one, two, three more matches at Mania and left. The Rock obviously didn't explode until ninety eight at Survivor Series when he became champ. And then he had two year run and then he was off filming movies and was back for a few months. So right. he only had a four or five year run. And like you mentioned, here's Jericho still doing it in what, twenty twenty now? Yep, yep. So for him to have Takes that some time off for his band. Yeah, and you mentioned the uh, respect. Yep. You mentioned the uh 
Stone Cold and The Rock defeating them both, that was in 2001. Right. So here he is still 18, 19 years later doing doing it. it. As the champ, I guess centerpiece, you could argue. And he was doing it, you know, 10 years prior to that. Yes, and it's funny because back on TNT. That's true. So it's like this guy has been through it all and seen the ups and downs, and here he is still as a world champion, whether it's a world championship or not or whatever, but he's the leading guy in the company. So he has that accolade going, and he's still, I mean, he's not sucking. He's still, like, performing at a high level. Yeah, I mean, an incredibly high level, So it's not just, oh, he's sticking around, but he sucks. (laughs) Right, yeah, exactly. He's not, like, moving like the Iron Sheik does. (laughs) In the gimmick Battle Royal. (laughs) Couldn't even be thrown over the top. Oh, I love the Iron Sheik. We all love the Iron Sheik. All right, so that's an interesting topic there. Maybe we can kind of twist that into a list or... I don't even know how, but it's just funny to me that John Moxley says that, and then uh, Cena then talks about Brock Lesnar, kind of two polar opposites. You can see the uh, different companies. Right. <laughs> you know that secretly Moxley and Cena are just gritting, you know, I yep. hate you. Well, I hate you too. <laughs> well, your legs are stupid. <laughs> yeah, well, I skip leg day, so meh. By the way, did you see the uh, Fast and Furious trailer? No. Cena is, um, I think his name is Dom or Doc or something. I don't even know. I haven't watched the Fast and Furious in like the past four I've or five. I've never seen a single one of those. They movies. make big money. They make like a billion each. But anyways, um, he was revealed. I guess uh, Vin Diesel's character had this long lost brother, and it's Cena. That's Aww. the that's the plot for the new movie. So like, that's a pretty big role, though. All right. I thought Cena would just be some you know side. I didn't even know he was in it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's been in it and filming it, and it's been this top-secret role that he's had. And, hey, look at that. The main character's had this brother through all these decades of movies that's never it's been mentioned. miraculous. Funny how when you have another movie to come out and right. write about. Genetics. Now he's got a brother we've never talked about before. But anyways, uh, do you have any closing thoughts on the Royal Rumble week? It's over. We are officially on the road. I know we got yep. a few... Uh, Saudi things to take care yeah, of. Yeah, we've got but... some pit stops to make, but, you know. <laughs> a few pit stops, but yep. then we're uh, full board to Tampa. Tampa. So successful Rumble Week. Are you week? going yet? <laughs> Can't put that pressure on me. Right now I say no, but All right. it's All right. uh, going to get tempting if uh, a few things happen in the coming weeks, but we'll see if that happens. Uh, so closing thoughts on the Rumble Week. I had a great time watching it. It was uh I thought it was an entertaining show overall. I was smiling at the end, so it made me look back fondly upon it. So I was glad to be wrong in my my picks and what I thought was going to happen. It actually was quite entertaining. It was very entertaining. And like you said, at the end, as long as you're smiling and think like, oh, man, I'm glad I watched this show, not like, well, that was a waste of time. Right, right. And I feel the same going to a theater always. If you can at the end of the credits be like, hey, that was pretty good, instead of like, why did I spend 10 bucks on that garbage? Yeah. So then it's all worth it to me. So here's the usual plugs you're going to get from me. You're listening to the 411 Foresight Wrestling Podcast. You can find us, obviously, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play. All that lovely stuff, and you can also check out my lovely, lovely columns that everybody reads on 411mania.com. What do you got? Hey, the Resident Complex debut album, North Avenue, is available everywhere digital music is sold. You can also find a physical copy to order on cdbaby.com. Just search the Resident Complex on YouTube and check out some of our videos there and anywhere digital music is sold. Until next time, here is some Resident Complex. Do you ever look around and hate what you see? Or maybe it's time for a little and